0: Hmm. Well, synchronicity aside, hello universe, it's me again, and I will admit here at 1210 on the now 9th of June that a little of this is contrived because I certainly was intending to record yesterday, all day. But... <clears throat> didn't take the time to indulge for i got occupied with actual housework after a week of being death well i guess a crisis in faith but literally physically down because of what uh <clears throat> what started on uh thursday Well, technically Friday night, Friday morning last week, I got sent home from work Um, the night that I volunteered to go in and do an overnight because I started experiencing just horrible stomach pain. Like I can always say that it's a good thing that women are uh, birthing the babies because I don't even think men could make it through menstrual cramps. Well, if menstrual cramps are anything like what I was experiencing, I didn't make it through. I couldn't make it through work with them. And that was, I guess, the closest I can come to describing what I was experiencing, which was a variety of sharp and and honestly bloated pain through my abdomen across 9 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock, almost everything but 6 o'clock. At different times, it would be as if I had... Something exploding slowly, like a loaf of bread cooking in my stomach, just causing it to feel pressure. Like, I, I have never had a feeling of being so full I was uncomfortable beyond, say, the two hours after Thanksgiving or whatever, when you clearly have overeaten and know it, but it subsides Well, this wasn't subsiding, and yet it was as if I hadn't just eaten too much. It was as if I had pressed it, knowing I'd eaten too much. Like, not only was I full in my gut, I was full in my stomach. I mean, just a level of uncomfortable that after four or five hours of trying to fake it and feel better, I had to concede that I felt awful. (laughs) And uh, I sat in the bathroom for like an hour, hoping I could make something happen one way or the other. Nothing but more pain kept coming. And finally I told them I had to go home. Well, I've been in that physical position for the most part since then. And uh, not being one who's all that well uh, insured or uh, known to the medical side of American uh, industry, well, I've always handled whatever's come my way pretty much on my own Um, with a couple of, Distinct exceptions for broken bones. But the uh, the idea that I was uncomfortable with everything that I was trying to eat, except applesauce, has been something I can maintain. Um, water. To a certain extent, I can drink sips, but I cannot drink a cup of water. Um, Jello, which I just had turns out might be okay but I'm only two hours into experiencing that so I'm not sure yet um, I'm gonna make some plain rice I've had bread with butter or well bread with fake butter um, and other than that I can't take it and I spent the first three days um, well handling it like a warrior would as long as a warrior was laying in their bed crying, "Oh my God, it hurts! It hurts! Why does it hurt?" And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was the kind of pain that made me think this isn't food poisoning, obviously, which is of course what I thought initially—that I had just eaten something terrible. But it just the the persistence of the of the muscle pain. And at some point, like the wrenching of your stomach in, in whatever form you're trying to use your abdomen to help balance or, or push or, or hold back, or I don't even know what, but it's not like you're doing sit-ups, but it feels as if you've done a hundred crunches and, oh my God, I would just, and you can't have anything on your stomach. Any pressure there is uncomfortable. The only relief at all, from all of it, is either a hot hot bath or a hot shower. And it is a relief the whole time you're in there. In fact, I even started trying to eat food while in the shower, thinking maybe it would be easier to, uh, to maintain my equilibrium where I had my most equilibrium. But no, it doesn't matter. Um, so... I actually, after three days of, well, so Thursday into Friday, yeah, so Friday morning at three three o'clock in the morning, whatever, first of all, I can't get a taxi home. They don't pick me, they won't come pick me up. Nobody's in the area. There is no ride available in my area to get to my house. So I end up walking home, which is about a four or five mile walk. I don't even know how far. But it took me 45 minutes to get home. And this is after sitting in the front area waiting for a cab because I was told I was on the way for an hour and 45 minutes until um, nothing showed up. And then I walked myself home. So I get home, it's like 5 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning, something like this. And, um, and I'm miserable. I'm fucking miserable. Like walking home was fucking awful. I kept thinking I was going to throw up or shit my pants every half block and honestly don't know really how I didn't and never could possibly have gotten on the bicycle. So I'm pushing that along the whole way and I'm miserable. I mean, I'm it's, it's as if somebody has, has. It, I, I mean, the pain is when it's sharp, it's almost easier to deal with because you can almost cramp your body in a different position that helps keep it offset. But when, when you feel like, it's, it's overwhelmed. Your gut is just blowing up. There's no comfort for it. In fact, the only comfort is to take that damn hot shower. Everything else is just a matter of trying to deflect your mind from thinking about how uncomfortable you are. So, and this isn't to say that there isn't a considerable nausea with this. I mean, the whole time you feel on the verge of throwing up. And during this whole episode, I've only thrown up like four times. Um, But I think some of that has to do with the fact that I stopped eating almost immediately once I got sick. Because I thought I had food poisoning. So I didn't put anything else in my stomach the entire next day. In fact, I tried to sleep through the entire next day, thinking I could just pass it off one day and be done with it. But when I woke up on Saturday and felt just as bad, if not worse, that's when I started thinking, okay, maybe I'm actually sick. Fuck, do I have the flu in June? And I don't get things like the flu often. And this is a reminder to myself, obviously, especially considering how sick I was. I say I don't get sick. I was sick. (laughs) I was sick enough that I'm glad I had somebody call me who doesn't ever show up or call me, who I could leverage to go get me groceries because I couldn't get out of the house. I felt that sick. And I didn't want my parents to see me because I was afraid they might think something was wrong with me until maybe I had to go to the emergency room, which was a consideration for a couple of days. Anyway, the point is, I, <laughs> I had no food in my system from Friday. Saturday felt worse, if not um, clearly worse, like definitely more nauseous. Saturday is the day I vomited the most. And... But I was dry heaving because I didn't have any food in my system. And um, and I didn't eat anything because I f- was feeling so nauseous, whatever. Even water was coming back if I drank too much. And so I'm sipping water and I can't remember if there was uh, yogurt that I ate that day. I don't think I had had yogurt that day yet. I think, Yeah. If I had eaten, oh, I know what I ate that day. Never mind. I I was so hungry that um, by the time I finally uh, gave gave in, the only thing that was in my room was a box of some kind of like special K uh, fruit yogurt cereal. So I ate three quarters of the bag. I was starving. And four hours later, felt the worst I'd felt yet and it was maybe three and a half hours later but it was enough that I was starting to track like okay I felt good when and now I feel bad how long has it been I was just trying to collect enough data that if I had to see a doctor I had something I could say and uh and so I started wondering like if I was because at the same time that I had been throwing stuff up I also haven't uh, had any kind of bowel movement since uh, I can remember Wednesday, right? Like I'm definitely throwing things up because I'm nauseous, but I'm also not like, uh, there's no diarrhea. There's nothing like that. If anything, I'm experiencing heartburn and constipation for the, maybe the, well, heartburn for sure for the first time in my life. I've never felt this sort of like pain where I now uh, totally understand what heartburn is. And until last week, I'd never had it. But now I know exactly what it is. And I've never really been constipated to the point that I couldn't, you know, after a day, stick a finger on my butt in the shower and make things work. I mean, there's never been a point where that was ever an issue. And yet now, clearly that is the issue. Um, And I didn't know that until I had figured things out. And after, you know, enough time realizing what my symptoms are, it's pretty easy to narrow down what I could be experiencing. And so when I say I spent most of the weekend <laughs> undergoing a a frame of reference check or whatever I used to initiate the sort of underlying cause here, well, it turns out that the symptoms and especially the maintenance that includes the relief of hot showers or hot baths, points directly to what is cannabinoid uh, hyper hypermesia uh, syndrome. Hypermesia. I don't even know. I'm not looking at it, so I'm just trying to pull it out of thin air. But CHS is essentially uh, your body overdosing on THC. Now, <laughs> obviously I'm a candidate for this. The oddity is that it is, um, it is something that is unpredictable in its manifestation in terms of where you are in your career of cannabis use. In fact, many of the testimonials online are of people 25 and under. Uh, who have used three, four, five, seven years. Um, so you'd think 40 years into this thing, into what, if it were to be qualified in any clinician's assessment of quantity, an abusive relationship with cannabis, that manifestations of THC overdosing would have well reared their head by this point. And I, so I agree, which makes this one of the ch- more challenging, I think, diagnoses to be accepted patient from doctor because it does not seem so even plausible to draw the line from A to B in this scenario, especially because in a little way, the one thing that gives you some relief is a freaking bong hit but not in the usual way. And never have I used cannabis as a therapeutic intestinal, uh, issue, um, remedy because I've never had them. (laughs) So I've never used cannabis for anything other than its mind effects. And it's, I guess, um, um, if, if there's a spiritual effect or a an emotional effect, but never for physical effect and or, or obviously that is arguable in context but the idea that I would use it as a remedy for something like uh inflammation or intestinal uh, issues or nausea or um, whatever has never crossed my mind now would I of course I would but it's never been a therapeutic Sense of relief for me because I've never pursued it therapeutically. So that doesn't mean that I don't recognize that once in a while one way to get past the uh, doldrums of a Wisconsin cheese festival weekend is with a good cleansing through some marijuana and some fucking fruit juice. I mean, there's no question that its property as such reveals itself over time, just like I'm sure it does for everybody but it ain't there now in fact if anything it is compounding the issue (laughs) no joke intended um, to allow its imbalance to continue or grow worse or in any way be triggered to the extent to which it can be triggered so what happened well, it seems, according to what little science is known about this phenomenon, that... Uh, I'm going to try to remember the name for now. Cannabinoid hypermesis. Hypermesis? Hyper, hypermesis? I don't know. Uh, syndrome. Has been uh, related to excessive use of cannabis. And I think the way that THC levels have increased specifically in the last decade since broad swaths of either legalization or quasi-legalization across the country, well, the growers have taken the THC challenge and run with it. And the proliferation of concentrates might, by far, ingestion method of choice and their extremely high levels of THC Nothing I ever once worried about. Well, those are in my mind, especially if this is something occurring now for me, this far into what has been basically a lifelong relationship. Well it's uh <laughs> it's humbling. It's disappointing. It's necessary, I suppose. It's given me a lot of um, room in which to think once again, I'm a moron, I know nothing, I have so little on which to firmly believe anything anymore. I mean, if I can't trust my relationship I've built with weed, well, what in the world can I trust anymore? And I was sick. Sick enough, I was worried. That's sick for me. Worried I might have to call somebody who... ...would take me to an emergency room in a capacity to... hmm, ...think, oh, it's okay, I just think i better hit the emergency room. Don't worry about me. Well... ...not eating is no solution. And since the only solution offered... ...is a cease and desist order on cannabis... Well, you can imagine the week I had was spent vacillating between disappointed in my body's physical condition and disappointed in my karma's metaphysical condition. But I never thought I'd quit drinking Diet Mountain Dew and that literally changed overnight. And I suppose this has to change overnight now too. And it's funny, I mean, I have a bedside table full of concentrate that I now feel like has to go. The 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 retching and discomfort that having the THC receptors in your gut mismanaging the flow of your natural processes through evacuation eventually leads to your stomach having the condition of being hungry with nowhere to send the food for digestion. It can simply take the food and break it down, but it can't ingest it. So, you are left with essentially a, a situation where the triggers that then are, are fallible are the valves between everything. Essentially the sliding glass doors that keep your stomach from your lower intestine, from your uh, small intestine, large intestine, the whole shebang as you enjoy that ding-dong and later say, goodbye, ding-dong. Well, those systems are processing food distinctly and for unique purposes all along the way, so they don't interact. So if they are being forced to back up into each other, or the valves stop having the correct signaling as to how to close and open and when to do both, or the gut itself stops processing waste in the meticulous and methodical way that it is constantly providing you without you thinking about it? Well, believe me, you too will spend your time in the restroom at work wondering how in the world can you possibly, through one end or the other, cause it to go away while having no answer as to either. And I'm not trying to be graphic. I'm not even trying to be comical i'm trying to remind myself that i've always said there's one thing in life that has never let me down and that's marijuana and i don't know that i'd have gotten this far without it it has tamed what has been a reckless at times and it now revealing more than ever disconnected piece of equipment that Marijuana was always able to help stabilize. But I never believed it wasn't doing something to my lungs or it wouldn't have caused me to switch to concentrates. So I've never thought marijuana was a panacea of good health. But I imagine there might be some triggers inside of the cannabinoid lineup that were untested and thus unknown for all their wonderful properties. Of course I thought that. Because you know what people who are stoners do? Convince themselves of all the great stuff that is supposedly possibly true about marijuana? Well, maybe it is all true. Maybe all that stuff's good for you. Maybe there is a level at which, if this plant is in your life, your life is better. But I don't believe I can now speak to it being good, at least in our current hey man, it's legal, just do it. I mean, literally, as much as you can possibly do, as much as you can possibly do, do that. Then do it 25 times a day. So, this isn't a... I, I'm all for the legalization of everything. So this is, this is no political statement. This is a medical wake-up call to myself. And for anybody out there who thinks this stuff is 100% A-OK, I'm with you. But if you take it to the level that I do, which is to take the most intense versions and do them in the sort of intensity that would be considered intense in any version, if that's your style, if you are one who is a, well, yeah, I mean, 32 ounces of Gatorade is definitely enough, but it can all go down in one swallow. Well, if that's how you come off the court, if your life is full of that kind of thirst for the intense pleasure of taking as much as possible of the thing that makes you feel good, then you're like me. And I thought this was the one place there was no limit. I was wrong. And I may be genetically disposed to a certain chemical predisposition that gives me a previously assessed predisposition to be disposed to this sensibility of compositional quirkitude that makes my gut go, oh God, no more, no more. But smoking no marijuana helped. So having the insurance situation I do, which means no doctor for me, I am going to self-assess that it is time for John to stop smoking pot which fucking sucks. <laughs> I mean, seriously. But I will, uh, I will see this as what it is, and that is a clear indication from the universe that I've had enough. And while I do not in any way, shape, or form think this is the program that others should be on, For all the gifts that marijuana has given me, this one we-gotta-break-up-and-see-other-people moment for this substance, I can accept this. My life has been enhanced and continues to be open to the kind of world that I don't see without having found the time to spend thinking while I could under the influence of and through the crystal lensing of marijuana but i don't smoke it for that now as much as i used to though that is primarily what i go for it's the boost in creativity the connections that get made if that starts to fade i don't know that i have a way for that to return But having looked at some of my notes for the last two days, I know that my creativity isn't dependent on it. It never has been, and I'm not one to say that you can't get your shit together when you're less stoned than when you're stoned. I guess I'm about to find out. But. uh, Letting people down was the original intent of This chapter, this part of this module and this line of contracted to nobody completely contrived sectional divisions. that one, it was going to be about letting things down, letting people down, being let down. The concept of let down. But I think when you get the call on on Sunday, and you're now three days into feeling like, if, if if this gets worse, do I go to the emergency room? What do I do? Like, how do, how do you handle this? Like, what do I do? I can't call 911 for an upset stomach. I don't really know anybody to call that won't be out of control, worried, so we'll suffer and figure that one out. Well, in the middle of that sort of train of thought, get that call from what is saved in your phone as Lily's grandmother. Oh, sweet. Lily's back in town. Well, yep. And she was kind enough to get to the store and buy me some things that were able to get into my system, like applesauce, that have helped me recover a little bit of my energy to the point where, though, feeling the vigor of a return to some level of balance, I dove into some spaghetti and sausage. Whoa, was that a mistake? And that set me back another three days. But all along, well, mentally, I needed to come to a realization that, I don't know, I guess it's time to, time to close one chapter in my life that I thought was, Honestly, never going to end. So, um, when the universe sends you signals, you gotta listen. If I fight this, if somehow I try to think, no, 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 it was just this one time, or oh, it was the onions, it was the, I know I'm wrong, and I know I gotta have the. wherewithal to do what's best for myself. I didn't know that this was what was going to be best for myself until yesterday. Two days ago, three days ago, whatever. The realization that this has to happen was clear as it could be. Okay. Life throws you curveballs. Be ready to hit them and get on base and keep life moving forward so that you can score the next big chance you get. Because... It's not always something that's as expected, that keeps you going, that maintains your schedule, that allows you to discover new things about yourself. If I don't embrace this as an opportunity to see new things about myself, I'm missing out. I know that. So, I certainly am not going to lie and say I look forward to what's coming next. This is going to be a challenge but given that it's now the 8th and that's 20 days until my 53rd birthday well here's to being marijuana free at 53.